welcome to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. Today's episode is from the Binocular Vision and Pediatrics Care channel entitled Vision Screening Outcomes of Four to Five-Year-Olds Reflect the Social Gradient. I'd like to thank our host, Dr. April Jasper, our topical editor, Dr. Mo Plowman, and our topical expert, Dr. Jillian Youngerman. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's podcast. Hi everyone, I'm April Jasper and I'm speaking today with Jillian Youngerman. Welcome Jillian. Thank you, thanks for having me. So Jillian and I are having a great time here going over some of the studies that she has been uh, working on and researching for us because she's gonna break it down and make it simple for people like me. I love that. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Jillian though. She has completed her OD training at the Southern California College of Optometry before completing a residency in pediatrics vision therapy, and vision rehabilitation at the Center for Vision Development Optometry. She is an assistant professor at the Southern California College of Optometry. Today, she will be discussing the August 2022 clinical and experimental paper entitled, Vision Screening Outcomes of Four to Five-Year-Olds Reflect the Social Gradient by Harris et al. Wow, okay, let's get started. So from the title of this paper, it sounds like Health disparities were found in pediatric vision screenings. Can you elaborate on the population studied and how they were screened to provide us with more background? Sure, so for this specific paper, what they looked at were children four and five, in, or ages four and five in Australia, and most of them were in a preschool setting. So they used visual acuity and they tested single letter acuity with crowding bars, which is important for screening for amblyopia. And they also use a spot vision screener, which basically takes an auto refraction and looks at eye alignment in children. If children receive 20, worse than 2032 on their acuity measurements in either eye, or if they fail the spot screener that they had, they would send them and send a referral for them to be seen by an eye care professional. Uh, if they had sent that, basically they would just send a letter home to the parents and say, hey, we recommend that they follow up and get a full comprehensive eye examination. So then how did they follow up on these referrals? How did the authors know if the children actually went through with the recommended eye exam. Yeah, it's important to look at whether they actually went through <laughs> with that referral. And so what they did in this study was they sent the letter home initially. And if they hadn't heard back, they asked the eye care professional to send a report back. Was there any abnormal vision findings? Okay. And if they didn't receive a letter back from the eye care professional within three months, they would then do a phone call at six months to the parent just to follow up and see if they were able to follow through with the referral. So how many children are we actually talking about that were in this study? They studied 70,000 children. Oh, wow. Yeah, and of that number, about 5,000 were found to have failed the vision screening. So about a little under 7% failed the vision screening and were requested to follow up and get a full eye exam. So how did this fail rate relate to socioeconomic factors? Yeah, so the children were divided into different quintiles based off of their socioeconomic status. And for our discussion, I'm just going to look at the lowest quintile with the highest quintile. So lower socioeconomic status versus highest socioeconomic status. And so if we think about the five quintiles, each, if everything were equal, it should be 20%, 20%, 20% right. all across the board. Of the kids that failed the screening, 23.6% were from the lowest socioeconomic status quintile, and mm -hmm. the highest was only 16.1% were children that failed the screening. Uh, once a referral was recommended, only 73% of the lowest quintile actually followed up and got an eye examination with an eye care professional, whereas the highest quintile, 87% of them had follow-up and mm -hmm. ended up getting complete eye exams. 
When we're looking at identified vision abnormalities for the lowest quintile, they found 21.4% of those referred had a vision abnormality compared to the highest quintile, the highest socioeconomic status, only 18.8% had a vision abnormality identified, which just, I think, speaks to potential healthcare disparities that we're experiencing here. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, those differences in percentiles between the different groups is definitely concerning. So what should we as American optometrists consider from this study? Yeah, I mean, healthcare disparities are well documented in the United States. So I think it's a safe assumption yeah. to say that, you know, some of the things that they found in this study regarding these disparities can be, those assumptions can be applied to our patient population. You know, I think yeah. a big takeaway from this is that we really need to focus our school screenings on some of these children that come from, you know, more disadvantaged backgrounds. And knowing yeah. that screenings are probably not enough just because we know that they are less likely to be able to follow up. And, you know, there's different factors. We could spend lots of time talking about why that is, but I think it's important for us as eye care providers to really keep that in mind and be on the forefront of trying to get, you know, better access to vision care for these kids. Wow, this one's inspiring, isn't it, Jillian? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to think about, but it is inspiring. I think there is room for us to really make yes. a difference here. It's good to find ways that we can actually move forward and seeing that we can do things different, and uh, I don't know what those all are, yeah. But we have to start somewhere. Absolutely. Jillian, thank you thank for reviewing you. this for us, and thank you for bringing it to all of our listeners and viewers. You're welcome. Thank you. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.